welcome to the Therapy Thursday Show. I am your host, Iyeye Ojele. Every week, I'll be having conversations on mental health, personal development, and all the small or big decisions we can take towards creating an epic change and becoming the best versions of ourselves possible. Sit tight, relax, and let us get right into it. What is up, TT Squad? Welcome back to another episode of the Therapy Thursday Show. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the show. If you're new here, hello. My name is Ojele. Welcome to the Therapy Thursday Show. On this platform, we talk about all things mental health, personal development, and all of the big, small, medium inconsequential consequential decisions that you can make to be creating an epic change and becoming the best version of yourself possible so if this is something that you would love to be involved in stick around i am really ecstatic and excited for people who just find the part because you get to go back and see so many amazing things to like listen to and get to experience it afresh Whew, what a feeling that must be so feel free to stick around go through the episode list find something that resonates with you because bestie i promise you will find something that resonates with you and when you do do not forget to tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend that it's happening over here okay Okay, now for my OGs, for the people who rocked with me this far, what is up, TT Squad? Thank you so much for rocking with me every Thursday. You are the reason why I do this. You're my realest MVPs. Thank you so much for the support, for everyone listening from every corner of the earth. Thank you. I thank you so much. So, guys, you are probably going to hear this episode late because I have fought true demons and the high sea and and everything to be able to bring this episode to you today i am really excited to be here if you're an OG listener of the podcast you know the vibes when we say how you doing this is the time that we have taken on this platform this is our collective safe space to actually check in with ourselves why because i realized that a lot of us go through our daily lives without even taking the pause to say, hey, babes, and babes, when I mean babes, I mean you, how are you doing? We ask these questions to our friends, our families, and we just did not find the time to ask ourselves this question. So on this platform, on this safe space, we have created four categories for you to check in with yourself. No, 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 no. You do not have to stick with this four. You can add your own categories. But on here, we check in with ourselves mentally. We check in with ourselves emotionally. We check in with ourselves physically. We check in with ourselves spiritually. Now, you can go on ahead and add some more categories for yourselves. But I am going to give you a couple of seconds to do that because every week I remind you that if you don't take care of yourself, baby, who? Now, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to do that and I'll be right back. Hi. 
Have you done that? Good. If you do not take care of yourself, I promise you, nobody will. And you know that really, really cliche phrase that everyone likes to throw around? The, oh, we teach people how to treat us or we teach people how to love us. It is true. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not taking time to check in with yourself, if you're not taking time to check in with your health, your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, then nobody is going to be checking out for you. Because at the end of the day, nobody can get you like you get you. Did you see what I did there? So I hope that you use the time to truly know what is going on with you. I know, you're here for the gist. How am I doing? <clears throat> Guys, this week has been, it has been a rather funny week. And of course, I learned something salient. I think we're actually going to end up calling that my salient point of the week we're going to call that thing a name because I always learn something and I, I would always share, even when nobody asked me, I would share. So this week, mentally, mentally this week, I have been pretty much um, in grind mode, to be fair, because I've had classes this week. I've had classes this week, but the previous week, I was just I'm finding out that I was really exhausted and this ties into physically and how I said I fought through hell and high waters to bring this episode to you guys. So I've been feeling really exhausted because I am a routine regimented person. If I slip out of the routine, there's going to be problems. I try to stick to a routine. I try to, you know, do things when I'm supposed to do them because I struggle with procrastination. I remember when someone said that you don't struggle with procrastination when you're a procrastinator, you do it freely. That that thing is still mad funny to me. But I struggle with procrastination, so I tend to keep a routine to make sure that I am keeping myself on track and I am keeping myself accountable because A is for accountability. Yes, baby. Now let's get into it. So I've noticed that I've been feeling really tired and all that. So me- mentally, last week, like I said, I'm feeling really tired. So I brought in the energy of this week. Oh my God, I need to grind, grind, grind. Calling myself lazy, like what's going on? Babes, she got dreams, she got goals. Push, push, push. Let's get it done. So I was in grind mode. And then I had to stop by the, um, to the hospital to go see the GP because I was like, nah. To be fair, my mother actually forced me. She called me and she was like, oh yeah be going to the hospital to go and see the GP because you are complaining of this tiredness. Now tell me when my result comes out and I'm actually physically ill currently and um, that's the reason why I've actually been very tired. So to some extent it was a relief that I was not just like falling off track that there was actually like a reason but now because I have a bunch of work from the previous weeks that I haven't completed I have to carry them over to this week so I have to find a way to incorporate all of that and then I had school throughout this week too so mentally I've been on grind mode I've been feeling really drained just mentally because I've been just going 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 but yeah I'm physically like I said I'm actually ill right now I'm finding time to rest I haven't been to the gym this week because I've been in this I've been I've been in school all through this week but I think I'll go to the gym tomorrow or on Saturday I miss it actually I'm feeling I miss it so yeah 
Um, I'm just trying to take care of myself, trying to sleep. But then, guys, I have an overwhelming amount of work to do. So <laughs> that's on that. I have to get that in. Spiritually, I have actually been keeping up with my Bible plan and keeping up with my word for the day and just making sure that I am taking care of myself spiritually, emotionally. When I found out that I was ill, it kind of brought up some really, really sad feelings because at the end of the day, no one really talks about like the loneliness that you feel when you move across to another country. I think everybody just be like, move to another country, go do this, blah, blah, blah. But there's a whole sense of loneliness that you feel because I was ill and I knew that even my, even if my mother, my mother was across the world and she was able to tell that, yo, there's something wrong with you. And I just missed that like motherly comfort and that like familiar comfort of being like with family and, and just being, family being there for you. I really, really missed that this week. So yeah, I was a little bit of a weepy baby at some point this week. But anyway, it all ties down into something that I learned this week. So now, I really thought about the fact that, um, I don't know if I've mentioned, but this feels like something that I've mentioned before, but I'm going to say it again because, you know, what do they, what, what do they say about how the universe or God will keep giving you the same test until you pass? This week, I was reminded of something, and I don't know who this is for, but go where you are celebrated there is really no need for you to stay in a place where you're being tolerated i see a lot of people being stuck in friendship where you can literally tell that they're just tolerating you i see a lot of people being stuck in friendships where they go above and beyond for others and these people they don't they don't give a flying hot flaming cheetos about you or what you do um i am here to remove you and release you from the shackles of being where you're not wanted go where you're celebrated go where people are ecstatic to see you go when you call and you say yo i'm pulling up and people are overjoyed they are happy they want your presence go where you don't have to tell a person like oh my god am i talking too much don't do that go where people want to hear what you have to say and if you look within yourself, if you look deep down inside of your heart, you know those places where people literally want to be friends with you. Stop staying stuck in friendships where people don't want you around them. They don't want you to be with them. They don't want you to be friends with them. But you keep staying there. For what reason? So go where you're celebrated. Go where people are ecstatic to see you. That's something that I actually really learned this week. And um, not, like I said, not really learned. It's something that was really reiterated to me. It's something my mom says all the time, though. But I think the older that I get, the more I understand that you shouldn't be in places where people just tolerate you. So that's the rundown of my week. And um, yeah, the week was just it was if I if I could rate the week it was really a seven over ten but yeah guys I am feeling a lot better and I'm taking medications now so next week I would have update for you guys now if you've been following the series you know that we are currently on letter O and like I said I am literally physically ill at this point, but I have decided that we're going to keep up the consistency because C's for what? C's for consistency anyway. And because also, this is this is a doozy if I'm being honest, because I haven't actually 
I've made several promises to myself in the past few weeks and I have not been able to keep everything that I promised myself. So I have actually decided that regardless of what happens, this is the one promise that I'm going to keep to myself. So let's get into it. So like I said, if you've been following the series, this is letter O. And we've had like a long list of things that we've talked about. And I'm really excited for this one because I feel like it touches base for a lot of people. It touches base for a lot of people, myself included. So this week is all is for opinions and everyone has them today we're going to give it go into a deep dive on talking about why you shouldn't let other people's opinions affect you and how you don't need people to co-sign the things that you want to do just go do them you know just go just if you feel it in your heart go do it and we're going to have i feel so strongly about this so we're going to have a conversation but before we do that you know that we have to give a couple of seconds that we've saved for our sponsors let's do that guys they aren't here this week but like i say i keep speaking it because i know that they are coming i keep speaking it because very soon i'm going to be playing back this episode and you guys are going to be like yo ojo we're there from the start and they actually did come so yeah they're coming and we're saving this platform for them so before we jump right into this episode just wanted to let you know that even though i know that we love listening and learning from the podcast it should not be a relationship or a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional so you have to be on that and then come back to the podcast and then you learn some tips and tricks that could better your everyday life so Get your journals. You know the vibes. Get your journals. Get your tea. Tell a friend. You know, go to your safe space because therapy is definitely now in session. Let's do this. Always for opinions. When I was thinking about this week's episode, I had certain scenarios in my mind, but one that really comes to mind is so let's say you have gotten dressed you're looking nice you're smelling nice you're feeling yourself mm, you're feeling like the baddest bee in the room you know you feel like oh beyonce such a fierce you're just like you know feeling yourself for real for real and now you walk out of the door and then maybe your friend your family somebody points out an insecurity that you have or says "Mm, why is your stomach bulging ew because that's how they always sound in my head (laughs) now your confidence has gone from a mother flipping 167.5 to a 0.75 now you're pulling your shirt down you're feeling very very uncomfortable you're feeling miserable because one person said one thing one person had one opinion to you about you now the way i say it it sounds very disgusting but think about the fact that every single one of us has been there myself inclusive so i was thinking about why we are so affected by the opinions of others and i'm here to remind you that opinions are like shitholes everyone has them but you do not need or you are not obligated 
to accept the opinions of people if it does not resonate with how you feel about yourself. For example, if somebody, you coming out of your house looking scrum delicious, feeling like a bad bitch, just, you know, just feeling like you're that girl. And then somebody comes and points out like, oh, your stomach is bulging out or blah, 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 blah. You're allowed to take that and throw it into the trash. You're allowed to not allow that affect you because that's not how you feel about yourself. Today, you're feeling fly. You're feeling damn good. And that is what it is. And that's on period. That is on period. You're allowed to take people's opinions, squeeze it and throw it into the trash if it does not align with, with, with you, does not align with the views and the vision and the goals that you have about yourself. And I started thinking, like, why are we so affected by other people's opinion? And it came down to one thing. We do not actually trust ourselves. How many times have you had to, you want to do something? You call Tracy. You've called Bessie. You've called Becky. You've called Stacy. You've called Ashley. You've called everybody and demand them. The, the man them has gone to call their own man them and the girl them. And everybody now has a say. Everybody now has an opinion on the thing that you want to do. Now, do you know what's going to happen? Tracy, Becky, Ashley, and all of the other sleaze are going to come and project their feelings, their thoughts, their emotion, the experiences that other people has had, the projection from those other people's experiences. They're going to take the fears, the insecurity, take all of that, and they're going to send it your way. Now, you are you are set in the thing that you want to do. Oh, my God, I want to be a musician, whatnot, whatnot. Now, they've said, oh, are you sure? Hmm. Statistics says that it takes 0.0 people to actually make it in the music industry. My friend in Jamaica that wanted to be a musician, hmm, the person is nowhere to be found. In fact, I even have an uncle that actually wanted to be a musician. He even ran mad because he could not even succeed in it <clears throat> even myself i have an i have a cousin brother sister's elder brother niece that you know they're going to take all of this and project it on you now you that wanted to do this thing you're going to be like are you sure am i sure and then you end up not doing it a lot of people in this world are going to go through the world without doing the things they say they want to do because of the opinions of others. How many dreams have, what are people going to say, destroyed? How many dreams, how many goals, how many things are you depriving the world of? How many of your amazingness are you depriving the world of, of because of what are people going to say? How many things have you been stopped from doing? How many places have you been stopped from going? How many experiences have you not had because of what are people going to say? Or somebody say something and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. It even goes up to the fact that you actually create a content and you put it out there. And just because you did not get a like or nobody comments anything, you go and remove it. One of the most important things I've ever heard in my life is that there's always a market for whatever it is that you want to sell. There's always, there are people looking for the thing that you want to sell. They're going to buy it. It might, it might take them a while to find you, but they're never going to find you if you don't keep putting it out there. Just do not let the opinions of others deter you from doing the things that you want to do.
I know a lot of this also stems from the fact that the Bible says that there is safety in a multitude of counsel, but who are you taking counsel from? Who? You're taking counsel from Stacy down the road who, who has never done anything with your own life. Somebody who is practically afraid to go after the dreams that they want. That is who you are taking counsel from. Okay. You are taking counsel from somebody who is a negative Nancy who never sees anything working. That's who you want to take counsel from. You're taking counsel from somebody, somebody who is living their life scared. Who are you taking counsel from? At the end of the day, I figured out that it, the, the place this thing actually stems from, it stems from the fact that we do not trust ourselves. Myself inclusive. Let me give you a story. I I really, and I used to think this was cute. And I really recently just dipped it that it's not. I will be the person who goes to a restaurant to go get food. And I never know what to order. And I used to be like, oh my God, I don't know what to other. And I'm like, mm, this is so cute. But then I realized that I would stand there looking at the menu for like the longest time. And then I'll go back to the counter and be like, you know what, just other for me. Because you probably know what's best. And I dipped it and I was like, why would somebody that does not know you know what's best for you? That's weird. That's really weird. Why would somebody that doesn't even know your heart, doesn't even know what you're in the mood for, doesn't even know if you have allergies, doesn't even know anything about you, why would you think that this stranger sitting right in front of you would know what you are going to eat or what you would like? One part of my brain always used to say, well, the person is probably an expert. They work here, so they probably know what is best. So does it mean that what they think is what's best for them is best for you do you get the logic now life is not a one size fit all because it's not it, this particular thing niche or whatever did not work for mr a does not mean it will not work for you the truth is that you have to believe in yourself like it's a religion and a lot of us we lack a confidence and a trust and a belief in ourselves and now, when you lack confidence in your actions and your own decisions, you're going to let any other person tell you what to do and you'll take it hook, line, and sinker. I actually caught myself doing it today and I was like, why do I need to call this person to co-sign the thing that I want to say I'm going to do? I'm an adult person with a thinking brain and I say I'm going to do my research and I'm going to do this thing. And at the end of the day, even if the, the thing that you you did did not work out at the end of the day you can actually say that i tried i decided to go after something that i wanted to do and i tried how many people can actually say that they went out some they went after something that they wanted to do a lot of people are too scared to even make that decision but you decide that i want to do this you put in the work you get it done and like i said the main factor and reason why a lot of us are taken by the opinions of others is because we take our validation from other people. You need other people to co-sign you ex- un- unless the thing you're doing is wrong. You need other people to say that you look nice. You look- need other people to tell you that what you're doing is good. And most of the time, it stems from a childhood where your feelings were invalidated by your family members or by people that you looked up to and in that way you've grown up thinking that your thoughts and your emotions and how you process things and you making a decision you have 
the feeling and the thought that it's never good enough now so you need to go run around ask for everybody's opinion because everybody's opinion is better than yours why do you think that why do you think that i deduced everything to one point and like i said it's because you do not trust yourself i have eight ways that you can learn to trust yourself more number one Eliminate reassurance seeking. <clears throat> Although I know that it's completely healthy and normal to ask for help and ask for support in difficult times, we as humans are actually social creatures. So our well-being is intimately tied to our sense of connection and belonging with others. But here's the thing. There's a big difference between occasional requests for sympathy and support and chronic reassurance thinking. There is such a huge difference on you saying, okay, you're in a bad place, you need to talk to somebody, and you needing somebody to co-sign your every decision. When you get into the habit of constantly asking other people to reassure you and make you feel better, you're teaching your brain that you can't handle feeling bad. In a sense, you are outsourcing emotional labor onto other people. And while this may lead to relief in short term, it absolutely kills your confidence in the long term because you are teaching your own brain that you're not competent and it's not hard to see how this leads to problems in trusting yourself. The solution is to start to resist the urge to use other people to help you feel better and start to acknowledge and confront difficult emotions like fear or anxiety on your own. For example, instead of immediately calling up your best friend when you're nervous before a first date, you could try validating your anxiety instead. Instead of instinctively teaching your texting your buddy for advice ahead of a big presentation at work, you could try clarifying your emotions and understanding what you're, you are actually afraid of first. See, most issues with self-doubt aren't really about your ability to handle problems. What they are really about is your ability to handle your own fears and insecurity. When you become confident in managing yourself, you would feel much confident in handling problems in the world. When I read this article, I said I had to bring it on here because it's very, very important. And, and the funny thing is that I do it too. So we're all in this together. I do it too. The idea that when I feel like I'm going through something difficult, I have to call up a family member. I have to call up my friend. You are actually teaching your brain that you're not competent in handling and asserting your own emotions. So just to sprinkle a little bit of that, go for a walk. Think about the things. Think about what you're doing. Go for a run. Go for a jog. Go to the park. Take out your shoes and use your legs to touch the grass. It helps with anxiety. Allow the wind, allow the, 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 the air to blow you. It helps to keep your mind in a very, very clear state. Take out your journal. Write, write out why you feel the way that you feel. Then if you feel you've done all this and you still feel like you need to talk to somebody, when you go ahead to talk to somebody, you're not just emotionally dumping on them because you have actually worked out your feelings. Now you're having a conversation about this particular thing. And it also goes the same way if maybe you want to start a new career or you want to do something different. Think about why am I afraid of starting this thing? 
the good old pros and cons list take it out and do that it really helps don't forget that most of our issues with self-doubt does not stem from the fact that you cannot handle problems it stems from your ability to handle your fears and your own insecurity number two express yourself assertively many people struggle to trust themselves and feel confident because they are not assertive they are afraid to speak up directly and express themselves in a direct and authentic way for example you have a good idea during the meeting at work but you don't share it because you're afraid other people will think it's a dumb idea number two you want to re-energize your marriage but never seem to ask for something different because you don't want to make your spouse feel bad number three you want to have a conversation with your best friend about their chronic lateness but always checking out at the last minute because of how awkward you will feel bringing it up to their face here's the problem when you habitually put aside your own wants and need because of how afraid of others you feel you're teaching your own brain that what you want is less important than how other people feel and if your brain really starts to believe this how could you not live in a constant state of self-doubt and low trust in yourself Remember this, assertiveness is the foundation of confidence. If you really want to trust yourself more, feel confident, practice expressing yourself assertively. There's one quote that really resonates with me and he says that you're not too much, you're just asking the things from the wrong person. Be assertive, speak up for what you want. In the past couple of months, I've actually learned that there is enough value in being assertive. At the end of the day, somebody cannot come up and rise up to the occasion and meet you at where your demands is at. Then you know what the vibe is. Now you walk because this person, you've spoken up on what your what your needs are, what your wants are, what your feelings are. If this person says, oh, I can't, I can't give you that, then that is your cute walk. A lot of times we're afraid that, oh my God, if I say, if I, if I speak up to this person, they are going to leave. And then you dumb down the things that you want, the things that you need. You end, you end up compromising on the things that you don't want to compromise about because of another person's feelings, because of the fear that they are going to leave. So you would rather have somebody be with you over lies and pretend than be your authentic, true self and watch them walk away. We got to do better. We actually got to do better. Number three. Keep a self-gratitude diary. Something I've noticed about people who struggle to trust themselves is they're not very good at appreciating themselves either. It is as if life is just a long series of problems. And as soon as they've dealt with one problem, they move immediately on solving the next problem. How can you expect to build self-confidence and trust in yourself more if you never make time to slow down and reflect on your wins and successes my best friend always used to remind me whenever i'm going through something tough or difficult he reminds me of the track record of all the things that i've done that i've smashed that i've conquered and that really invigorates me because it reminds me that you know what Mm, you've been here before maybe not exactly but you've gone through hard things and you've made it through so it's important that you keep a self-gratitude journal because sometimes we go through the world just feeling like oh my god we're solving one problem to another oh my god it's just wahala no they finish it's just this one this one this one and then we end up losing sight of the fact that hmm rah i smashed it in that presentation today 
wow i got a 75 in that assessment even though i knew nothing about the course and it wasn't my first degree wow i've actually been doing working out consistently like i said i was going to do wow i actually spent time to call my family members this week like i said i was going to do you need to give yourself your flowers we are all talking about how oh give other people their flowers oh give other people their flowers. how about you who's going to give you your own flowers so keep a gratitude journal it's important that you actually do that in fact a lot of research has actually showed that making a little bit of time each day to express gratitude for the good things in your life is a powerful well-being practice so take a few minutes at the end of the day and jot down one or two things about yourself that you're grateful for i think you'll find that as you appreciate yourself and as this improves so with your ability to trust yourself number four reign in your chronic worry if you're constantly worrying about terrible things happening you're going to develop an overly negative picture of the future and if your vision of the future is full of terrible things it makes sense that you will find it hard to feel confident and trust yourself right for example if you're constantly worrying about other people thinking badly of you it's going to be much harder to trust yourself to express yourself honestly and authentically around them or if you're always worrying about not performing at work and all the terrible things that might happen as a result it's going to be hard to trust yourself and feel confident in your work the point being it is very hard to trust yourself when you're constantly worrying this means that getting a handle on your chronic worry is usually a necessary first step towards beginning to trust yourself more one simple practice that you can do to help you is writing your worries down on paper for one thing this slows down this slows your worrying down because you can't write nearly as fast when you are thinking and the slower you worry the fewer worries you have which means that the less anxious you would feel seeing your worries written out on paper also gives you perspective on them and helps you sort out genuine concerns from your irrational worries write down your worries people sometimes you'll be making up this shit in your head the whole time when you put it down on white paper then you say rah why am i even worrying about this thing it's not even necessary so jot your worries down the next time that you feel like you are over you're having an overwhelmingly worryful day number five practice saying no to other people's requests we have a whole ass podcast that we did last week on this so you should go check it out but when you always say yes to other people's requests you become stressed out and then you become a dumbass that just wants to do things for other people practice prioritizing yourself your emotions and your feelings number six replace self-criticism with self-compassion it's very very important for you to replace i'm i'm so bad at this to I'm so bad at this thing to, you know what, I tried and maybe I didn't get it right today, but I'm going to get it right in the next one. Oh, I did not score a 70 in this, in this test. Well, I tried. I scored a 69 or a 68. And the next one, I'm going to take all the, the feedback given to me in this, in this test and I'm going to put it in the next test and I'm going to score better learn to treat yourself the way you would treat your best friend i say this every time on this platform and sometimes it escapes my own mind when you hear that self-criticism voice in your head telling you oh you're not good enough 
ask yourself, if my best friend had these thoughts about themselves, if my best friend said these things about themselves, what am I going to do? You're going to be like, no, baby, that's not what we do here. No. No, babes. No. You're going to affirm your best friend and you're going to remind them of how they are such a baddie and how they've conquered so many things in their life. Do that for you. Replace self-criticism with self-compassion. Number seven, embrace emotional vulnerability. So, as we talked about earlier, most issues with self-trust are less about trusting your abilities and skills and more about trusting that you can handle difficult emotions. Well, one of the biggest reasons we don't have much confidence in our own emotional management abilities is because we don't give ourselves an opportunity to practice. Because difficult emotions feel painful, our instinct is to avoid them. But when you distract yourself or numb out difficult feelings, you deprive yourself of the opportunity to practice engaging with them in a healthy way. One of the best ways to break the habit of emotional avoidance and start to build emotional confidence is to practice emotional vulnerability. And being vulnerable is actually pretty straightforward. It just means taking a little more openly about how you feel. For example, you get home from a stressful day at work and your spouse asks you how you're feeling. You could go on to say, oh, I'm okay just a little stressed and then move on or you could be a little bit vulnerable and actually talk about how you're feeling i'm feeling a little anxious about the big project coming up or i'm feeling really disappointed in the boss decision to fire tom this is important and this is something that we do by asking ourselves how are you doing this is an act of digging deep into your emotional vulnerability and actually asking yourself how am i exactly feeling right now and when you can actually do that for yourself, when somebody asks you, how are you feeling or how are you doing? You're going to be able to give them the real and the raw, especially when you f- that place is a safe space and is a place you actually feel safe in. So learn to practice emotional vulnerability because it matters. We have a whole episode on this podcast on vulnerability and I'm going to link it in this episode below. Number eight and the final one avoid perfectionism by updating your expectation now speaking as a retired perfectionist i'm working towards it a good way to never trust yourself is to set and maintain crazy high expectations for yourself for example it's hard to trust yourself and feel confident in your abilities to lead a team meeting if your expectation is that the meeting must be transformative for every person present. It is also hard to trust yourself and feel confident to quit smoking if your standard is that you will never have another cigarette again. It is hard to trust yourself and feel confident in your abilities to be a good parent if your standard is your child should always feel loved. You can't control how your kid or anyone feels. In other words, it is hard to trust yourself if you are a perfectionist. The good news is that you can put a serious dent in your perfectionistic tendencies by being more intentional about your expectations, especially your expectations with yourself. Try this. Identify an area of your life where you tend to have an unrealistic expectation for yourself, your job, for example. Then over the course of a week or two, keep a little notepad by you and jot down any expectation you notice of yourself or your work as they come up through the day. Next, scan your list, pick one or two, especially unrealistic one, then reconstruct these expectations to become more realistic. 
then whenever you catch these expectations pop on in your self-talk, catch yourself and substitute it for the realistic version. With a little practice, you can literally update your expectations to become more realistic and more achievable. And when you do, you'll find that it's a lot easier to feel like you trust yourself. So, just to briefly run, run right through what we talked about, eight ways you need to trust yourself. And a brief summary is one, eliminate reassurance seeking. Two, express yourself assertively. Three, keep a gratitude self journal. Four, reign in your chronic worry. Five, practice saying no to other people's requests. Six, replace self criticism and self compassion. Seven, with self-compassion. Seven, embrace emotional vulnerability. Eight, avoid perfectionism by updating your expectation. Nine, and the ninth one, believe in yourself. This is a bonus point. Do not be waiting around for other people to believe in you. Believe in yourself like it's a religion believe i don't i don't care if you you think that you have the most outlandish dream or goal believe in it believe in it believe that you have something that the world needs to hear believe that you have value work on on updating what it is that you love about yourself the thing that you love to do work on researching and loving the thing that you want to do believe in yourself that's number nine believe in yourself do your affirmations every morning whenever the negative self-talk come reaffirm yourself again remind yourself on a daily basis that you've been worth it you are worth it and you will stay worth it believe in yourself that if it can happen for a why will it not happen for b why will it not happen for you believe in yourself don't let anyone walk around you telling you that oh my god you're not going to be able to achieve this because blah 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 believe in yourself we've gone to the end of today's episode there's been a lot of journaling points and journaling prompts in this episode so i really hope that you run with it um oh i always hate leaving but you know i have to leave you know i have to leave so do not forget to like share subscribe this episode might come out late but do not forget to run it up listen tell a friend tell another friend share it on all the platforms that you know do not forget to follow the social media accounts because we do things on there and lastly stay hydrated stay moisturized stay blessed Until next week, this is the Therapy Thursday Show.